I used to ride a motorcycle as a sole method of transportation when I was studying, and I used to work on hotel cocktail bars during the summer holidays. Six years ago, I was working at a historic, stereotypically grand hotel in a very rural area of the UK. I worked a long afternoon and evening into the night, finished cleaning up the bar around 2am, and walked through the underbelly of the hotel to retrieve my motorcycle and make the journey home. I can still clearly remember the feeling of the crisp night air and the absolute pitch-black silence of the countryside after the hot and seemingly never-ending nights of serving drinks to dinner-goers and party-goers. It was always sort of intensely relaxing, now that being an adult meant not being scared of the dark or being outside on a motorcycle in the middle of nearly nowhere at 2am. Riding through the local town took me a few minutes before I left to follow the dark country roads home. At this point, I rode a Honda 125cc, around 11 horsepower. Basic and old, but clean. It did the job, regardless of its quirks such as the dim headlight which would dim and flicker even more when coming to a stop. I was riding along these pitch black roads with fields and woods surrounding me, very much alone, for 20 minutes. Then, I saw a brief blast of bright blue headlights in my mirrors coming from behind. Moments later, dazzling headlights arrive behind me in seconds. Almost immediately, a large range rover pulls out to overtake me blasting past barely inches away from me. I responded with a long blast on my horn. Big mistake. The Range Rover pulls in front of me and slams on the anchors, in what seems like an attempt to have me lose control under sudden braking, or rear-end the Rover. Bikes can, even when they're old and rely on drum brakes, stop pretty quickly, so I didn't rear-end the Maniac in front. I came to a controlled stop. I see the door of the Rover crack open, and a figure began to step out. I went for it, using all 11 HP of the little Honda's power, pulling an overtake. However, in those moments, this anger-crazed maniac had shut his door and stepped on the accelerator, causing us to be level and accelerating together when I reached his car. He then started to run me off the road, pulling to the right, wedging me further over towards the ditch at the side of the road. This is where I ended up, struggling to control the bike on the wet, dew-heavy grass around the side of the road, trying to stop the 140-kilogram motorcycle dropping to the ditch. I struggled to regain balance, but managed to pull the bike back onto the road. At this point, I noticed the guy had got back out of the Range Rover and walked round to the back and opened it and was reaching inside. I had turned the bike to face the other side of the road, ready to turn either way and make an escape from the escalating situation. Just as I looked to turn, I took one more look over at him, to see him pulling a large, long object out of the back of the rover. I just went for it, taking another glance over my shoulder after 200 meters to see he'd begun to continue driving up the road, away from where he ran me off. I slowed down to see what he'd do next after driving away from me. He reached the top of the road and pulled over to the left, waiting for me. The lights were reflecting on the road. It was fucking eerie. My heart was beating so fast, yet it felt like time had stopped. I just carried on in the opposite direction to find an alternate route home in the pitch black. Just before doing this, I checked my phone for signal to see that I had no mobile coverage at all. I was driving on the back roads on the edge of city limits. It was dark and no lighting at all. A few rest stops here and there, and I was meeting a woman off a of Craigslist 
already feeling a bit nervous. I was going pretty fast, and there was no other cars in sight. Out of nowhere, I see a guy running across the road. He was already almost right in front of my car. It looked like he was getting chased by another guy who I didn't see until I swerved to avoid the first one while braking hard. My car went kind of sideways and hit the second guy pretty fierce, not at full speed. I heard a loud thud but didn't actually see him get hit. My car ended up on the side of the road. The first guy seems to have kept running out of sight. He wasn't there when I got out. This was a red flag, but I had just hit someone and I was worried that I'd off them. I was all shaky and had that sinking feeling in my stomach. I ran towards a guy who was on the floor breathing heavily. Thank goodness he was alive. I asked him if he was okay, but he didn't respond. He just kept breathing really hard. Then I took out my phone to call 911. As I was typing in the number, that's when I just heard him say, No! Don't call anyone! Don't call the cops! He said it pretty alarmed, so I just looked over at him with my phone in hand, flash on. I asked him if he could stand. He got up slowly with a slight limp, with my light shining on him. I could see his clothes were all tattered and he was wearing like two layers of clothes with a jacket. His clothes were torn, and he had blood on his arms I guess from where he landed on the ground. He said, I'm fine. Do you have any cigarettes? I said, yeah. Let me go get them. I had a pack in my glove box since forever. I was an occasional smoker and only smoked with my coworker. Not in a while, though. We walked over to my car and I got the cigarettes and handed them to him. Then I put my phone to charge while the car was still on. As I did, he asked for a lighter. I said, yeah, hold on, let me look for it. While lighting his cigarette, that's when I asked him, who was the other guy? He said, someone stole my backpack from me while I was sleeping. Oh, okay. He was definitely homeless then. I felt so bad. I started pulling out my wallet. I wanted to give him all the money in my wallet out of guilt. He looked fine now, albeit the bloody scraped arms, as his breathing had gotten normal. While pulling out my wallet and asking, you sure you don't want me to call an ambulance? That's when I felt the sharpest pain rock my face. I saw all blurry for a couple of seconds. I started stumbling. My body felt like it was about to fall over, dizzy. When I came to, I saw my car pulling away and driving off. He punched me and just took off, left me with a pretty bad headache. I stood there in shock for what seemed like an eternity. I reached for my phone out of instinct and then remembered I left it charging. Shit. I reached under my jacket to check if my gun was still on me. I felt relieved when I felt the cold metal of my Sig Sauer. Okay. Good. At least I ain't out here defenseless. I kept walking down the road, endlessly, hoping to find someone. I'm pissed off and scared. A few good miles later, I see some lights. As I get closer, I see if it's one of those public restrooms with nothing else in sight. Great. There may be a payphone. Now, what do I see next? I couldn't believe my eyes. There's a car that looks just like mine parked right out in front. I take a peek. The guy that took my car is asleep. It looks like he cleaned his arms off. No jacket. That fucking moron. He could have kept driving. But I'm glad he didn't. I take out my gun and try to open the door. It's locked. I try all the doors. Locked. I didn't want to try to wake him up by banging on the car because I was afraid he was just going to drive off. I looked all over the ground, nothing to break the window. So I holster my gun, 
take off my jacket and wrap it around my hand. I smash through it, glass spilling everywhere. The guy jerks awake and starts fumbling around, all while I drop the jacket and rapidly unholster my gun again. I'm pointing my gun right at his head. Please don't shoot me. Instead of saying sorry, he says that shit. I tell him to get out and walk towards the wall with his back turned. So I back up and he complied. I tell him not to move, and then ask him where my keys are. After I got my keys from him, I drove off with the glass all over the inside of my car. I never called the cops because I had hit him earlier, and then I just pulled a gun on him. I was scared and worried about the legality of it. Also, I had bought it from Armsless, but the seller never signed the bill of sale. Only I did. So I was sketched out about that as well. Last thing I need is them checking my gun after he tells them about it, and finding out the guy who sold me it, reported as stolen. I never ended up meeting the Craigslist chick. I just went home. So to start off, let me say that I'm naturally jumpy and really wary of my surroundings. I'm not a quiet or shy person, I'm just trying to avoid people. I do, however, feel like I have a great sense of when something's wrong or strange, and I'll try to avoid it. I'm from a country in Europe where murder or crime in general is really, really rare, so you can imagine that people aren't that afraid to walk around alone. However, I rarely go out by myself at night, just because I'm from a small town and the surrounding woods creep me out. When with friends, however, I do enjoy the night strolls. So last week, me and my best friend went on our usual walk. We know the roads really well, and we walk the same path every time. And together, we have a lot of fun. So we never think about scary things that could happen. The first three-fourths of our path is well lit by street lamps, and there are houses around. Not a lot of them, but there are. Then we arrive at the tunnel from where on, there's no lights. And the asphalt road turns into a rocky pebble one. We go there and spot a white van standing in front of the tunnel, to the side of a ditch that runs there. It's not turned on, and we're really creeped out by it. But we just joke about how someone's going to follow us. When we pass by, I mention that I think I see a silhouette of someone inside, but my friend gets angry at me for scaring her. After we cross the tunnel, the path turns left, and you have to walk uphill. It's not a long or hard walk before you come on top of the hill and have to go down again. From that point on, you're surrounded by woods on one side, and with an open hop field on the other. It's really dark, but we continue having a fun conversation for about five minutes or so, before the lights start shining from behind us. It's not weird for cars to pass, there's lots of farms like a mile or two ahead, so we move to the side and continue walking slow, to let the car pass by. However, we look back again and realize it's not a car, but actually the white van from before. We kind of freak out, but hope it's just going to pass. Well... It doesn't. We keep walking slowly for another 50 to 100 meters and the van is slowly trailing behind us. We speed up and we hear it rev up as well, and then we slow down. So does the van. I bump my friend in the shoulder, look her straight in the eyes and just say, Run. The field to the left. Run. Now. We both make a run for it as fast and far away as we can. We almost trip on the piles of soil because there's a lot of them in the hop fields. We finally jump down and hide behind one of the bumps on the ground and just wait. The van stops, turns on the strong headlights, and two men exit. They have hoods on, and they're each holding the flashlights, shining in our direction, scanning the field. I think a minute or two passes by before they enter the van, turn around on the spot, and drive back from the direction we came. 
We've never been this freaked out, and we just ran home through the field. The houses start again right by the end of it, so we felt safe when we got there. I don't know who the people were, and I've never been followed like this before. I think we'll stay off that path for quite some time now. 